I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one... The only Pucko Podcast! It's Pucko! Pucko! It's Pucko! Pucko! Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah! Pucko! Grab your friends, it's that time Stop again! again. And welcome to the 368th episode of the Puckle Podcast. We've rotated around the sun once if you've been listening to one episode a day for a year during a leap year and then a day. But welcome to the show. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my stupendous co-host, the Super Smash Brother and Dr. Shamu. Hello. Yes. <laughs> Hello. What a, what a what an intro. Hello. And then, of course, we've got the stupendous and always reliable sturdy apparatus to carry your, your baked goods basket. What's up, Puckle peeps? And as always, we're here to bring you the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a show where we talk everything Pokemon from the video game to the trading card game to why Pikachu's in Super Smash Brothers. That's uh, that's that's a pretty good summary. Welcome back to the show if you're new or old, and then welcome to the show if you're new. I got my spiel backwards. It's okay. Nobody cares. But welcome to the show. Uh, let's see. I don't think there's anything going on. Other than Super Smash Brothers came out, I assume I assume Shamu's been playing it. Basket, have you played Super Smash Brothers? Uh, no, I have not. I don't have a Wii U or or a what, Switch. Or, uh, sorry, Switch. <laughs> Nobody has a Wii U, <laughs> uh. except for me and Shamu. We're the two sole yeah. owners of the Wii U console in the United States. <laughs> uh. Wii U's are going to be really hard to find. Like at some point, somebody's going to be like, "Man, this is a really cool retro console," and yeah. they're going to be super hard to find. Because they they only sold 13 million. And the fact, too, those things are like, it's like, oh, the gamepad breaks, well, your Wii U is pretty much screwed. Oh, that's true, too. Yeah. You could probably get the gamepad fixed because Nintendo's really good about supporting their hardware past the, uh, past the date that they make the hardware. Okay. I, I don't remember about that or wasn't aware. I oh. I think you could, if you had an issue with your GameCube, I think you could send in your GameCube to Nintendo right now, if I'm, I'm not mistaken. Actually. Yeah, Nintendo's really good about supporting their hardware. They are really good. Like as a company, I think Nintendo is at least a good moral company. Yeah, they don't try to screw their 
their customers. They're actually really, really good on the customer support end. Because if anything goes wrong with, like, say your Switch, they'll go make sure it's fixed. It's good to know, though. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, that is true that not a lot of people know that, so. Nintendo is actually fantastic. They will go out of their way to make sure your consoles work. I'm not sure if they'll still do Nintendo stuff. Um, I also heard that I think one of their lines for, like, game help is still open, too. <laughs> like, if you call them and, like, you're just like, because that's the way they used to work before the internet happened. If you're having trouble yeah. with a game, you'd call the Nintendo support line and the staff. There were people that their jobs were to know how to get through certain parts of the video games. And they would just <laughs> go and they would get through the video game. And they would explain it to you how to get through that video game and help you out. Wow. That's a, that's a job? <laughs> yeah. Well, not anymore. It was a job. Well, still, that, sounds like, that sounds like the worst like, AT&T call in the world. Oh, absolutely. I can imagine one that's going on for like eight hours and then someone guides you through the game. Some kid's like, I don't know how to beat Ganon in Legend of Zelda. And it's like, well, you should figure that out. That's the point of the game. <laughs> like, so where are you? Oh, I just started the game. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was legit. Like they would used to like print out maps and stuff to get through certain stuff, certain areas of the game. I think by the time that um, most of us got to the point in our video game playing careers, like the internet was in its infancy and we actually started getting game walkthroughs there. But also I think the, I think the strategy guide was also very prevalent back when we used to play oh, yeah. video games. Yeah. Strategy guide and like Nintendo power with probably four oh. strategy guides. Cause even I've like, I was digging through some, through some stuff and I had like laminated maps of certain games. I don't know if one of them was Zelda or it was not, there was one game there at least it had like a laminated mat or a map. I remember. I remember when I was a kid playing um, the uh, the Zelda ones where you had like the I forget what they were called, but it was the one with the boxing kangaroo and mm. the uh, and the other one I can't remember. Um, but I remember having to go to Nintendo Power for that, like at my school, like rent it from my school library because I was having a really hard time figuring out where to go in a certain point. Dude, I miss Nintendo Power so much. That was my jam. If Nintendo Power still existed, I would be an avid subscriber. Do they not still exist? I thought people just didn't because the internet. The magazine closed down, I think, it was it was a while ago. The magazine closed down, yeah. I think, about seven or eight years ago. Sounds about right. Yeah, it was. It was. It ended before 2010, I believe. Yeah, it was, I think it was. Oh, it was around 2010. It was either 2010 or 2011 because I think it was right after I had started going to undergrad, do my undergrad work. So. Because I remember, I remember being able to go home my at least my freshman year, and my mom be like, "Oh, hey, there's another issue of Nintendo Power that came out." Blah blah blah, and and she would like give it to me. And like Nintendo Power, man, I love that magazine. It just had everything in it, and that's so much of my childhood. And I'm very yeah. very sad that it's gone. <laughs> I'm just so sad. There's like a there's actually a Patreon for those of you who are unaware, where you can actually subscribe to somebody who's essentially the spiritual successor of Nintendo Power. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's really cool that's cool and then they've used that brand again nintendo has they've used the nintendo power brand to like brand a, their own like nintendo podcast but it's like a nintendo nintendo podcast so the speculation isn't good because they won't allow their talking heads to be like oh well, i think this might happen no it's it's pretty much like the <laughs> nintendo minute but a podcast and it, for those of you who are unaware of what I'm talking about, go check out the Nintendo YouTube channel, look at the Nintendo Minute videos, and I just I just watch those and I see the souls being sucked from the people who do them. 
Like I, I just, I feel like they're prisoners to some extent because they're like, man, I want to say all these exciting things about this video game, but I can't because Nintendo makes me be super PC about it and make sure I don't accidentally slip any details that I know. I imagine it being like, uh, like trying to listen to like the presidential elections, but it's a Pokemon podcast where everybody's like, like just talking about the most like ridiculous stuff. Any questions that come up, they're just like avoiding like the plague. Yes. And like, yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's exactly the attitude I have about it. It's just, <laughs> oh man, it's it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, we can't really give you more details, and they don't talk about speculation because they can't speculate because they already know the answer. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, because if they speculate, it's definitely going to leak out, right? You're just going to be like, well, it'd yeah. be really cool if the starter Pokemon was like this, and it's like, well, you've seen the pictures, so it is like that. Or yeah, you're blatantly they probably, lying. They probably can't even like comment on uh, leaks. Even if they are true when they come out. Exactly. And which so, just makes it like seem completely ridiculous. And that's why, my friends, you should all listen to the independent Pokemon podcast, such as yours truly, the Puckle Pod, <laughs> the Pokemon Underground <laughs> Champions League. We'll get that knowledge for you. So we can at least make some speculation. I think speculation is half the fun of being in a fandom is just trying to figure yeah. out where things will go and then seeing if you're right, because we're probably not. So... <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty excited. Gen 8 is going to be a blast. I, I, I'm really excited to see that now that Let's Go has come out. We're in that we're in the area where I'm just sitting here waiting until no or until February 27th, February 27th, man. That's going to be the day that we find out about whether or not our games are lost forever. Um, <laughs> because that's when they're going to announce uh, Pokemon Thatch and Scrawn versions. <laughs> Pokemon Thatch. I don't think anyone wants that. No. Well, that. Thatch version might sell better than Scrawn version. That's the uh, that's the truth. You're forced to start with Totodile. Like you're offered three Pokeballs, but they're just all Totodile. <laughs> and then and then in Scrawn version, you're offered three Pokeballs, and it's just like Toxapex or not Toxapex Marini, and everybody's like, "Well, we know who the real winner is here. The answer's for Alligator." <laughs> like, well. <laughs> the answer is for alligator and for good reason okay okay <laughs> <laughs> it's not marini okay don't don't talk about how toxapex is good you know we'll get to that later today all right so with that we'll kick it on over since a lot of stuff happened this week over in the news <laughs> Radio Tower. This just in. And in the news, we have some stuff to talk about. Not a lot, other than Super Smash Brothers came out. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> and I know some people are going to be like, well, that's a Pokemon game. And it's like, well, kind of, but it's also a Fire Emblem game. It's also a Xenoblade game. It's also a Mario game. It's, uh, it's like an everything game now, too, because like Rayman's kind of in it. <laughs> And not not in the way that you want Rayman to be in it, but Rayman's kind of in it. So it, it's not really a Pokemon game, but I figure it's worth mentioning in the news segment that yeah, Pokemon is in the Switch game or the Switch for Smash Brothers. I've been playing it. I know Shamu's been playing it. I know Basket yep. wishes he could play it, and <laughs> and I mean I've played I've played a lot of the adventure mode uh, mostly, and I'm sure that's what you've been working on too, Shamu. Yeah, because I. 
adventure mode is hard. Yeah, it is. It's very, wow. it's very it, rage-inducing. It took a while, but I did clear the uh, most of the map except for like three battles because they were just ridiculously hard. Some of the um, four-star battles. So for those of you unaware, that, that's what they are. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. some of those of you who are unaware, they have like spirits, which are their way of incorporating every single video game franchise on the planet into this game. And it's essentially like, hey, find this character. They can help power up your main fighter, who are the 73 or four characters that they have right now. And you can go ahead, power them up with these characters. They have different levels and how good they are. And four is the highest level. And essentially you do like these mock battles, which I think is a really interesting way they did it. Those are cool. Those are the best way. They used to have them in... In the Super Smash Brothers for Wii U, there was like a section where you could do like these weird battles and stuff like that. But the way that they did it in this one, where you can go through an adventure and unlock all the characters this way, I think it is done really, really well. It's just also a cool, like, fun little, like, not all the games. Mm-hmm. But, um, I'm trying to think of one, like, off the top of the head. Vulpix. Um, I, but the, no, there's, um, there's one with, like, Ness's dad. And really? And Invisible Snake. Oh, that's cool. There's a couple, like, there's a little fly. It's just a tiny game and watch that's got like three um three HP left. So you just had to hit it once and it's dead. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of little fun little nods. They There's a lot of fun stuff in there. They did a really good job. I I, I really like the way that they put this the at least the adventure mode together. And yeah. I I feel like the controls are pretty tight. I it's probably not as good as melee. And I'm sure there's still going to be a huge community for melee. But I think yeah. it's going to be a really good game overall for po- for not Pokemon, but for Smash Brothers. So I'd like to see it keep going in the future, and I can't wait for that Decidueye DLC, Sakurai. Incineroar is good enough. Incineroar, I, I figured Incineroar was going to make it because in we got Decidueye and Pokken. Exactly. And yeah. I feel like they're trying to make Pokken separate from Smash Brothers, but it's not going to work. Because honestly, like, Decidueye is one of the better characters. I was surprised how good he is. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I'm really a big fan of that, but I figured Incineroar was going to be it. I would like to see a Grass-type starter, other than Ivysaur, guys. That's all I want. Just give, <laughs> give a Grass-type starter, like, it's lime. We already got a water and a fire. Yeah. They're both dark-type. Do we have a Grass-dark yet? Oh, we Chestnut would be chest, super cool. Chestnut's a, um, yeah, the Gen 8 starter. Grass-fighting. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised, because the DLC doesn't drop. When does, uh, when does the Joker DLC that they announced come out? Uh, we don't have a release date, but I assume it'll be in, like, February. They usually do it a couple months. I think February is when we get... Uh, Piranha. It's when we get Piranha, but it might be around that same time. It'll probably Piranha, be there. I believe, is mostly done. Mm-hmm. They showed off all like, all of its moves almost. So yeah, I think Piranha's just about done. But I th- I think the DLC is going to be scattered throughout the whole year next year, and it might they yeah. they might do a thing like they did with Corin from Fire Emblem Fates, where he came out before the game came out, and we <laughs> might we might get a Gen Eight starter in it's DLC. Possible. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, if it happened, I'd be like, huh. And uh, that, I would move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd move on. I'd be like, huh, that's cool. And then we'd get our Gen 8 starter, and it would be, it's going to be grass dark because God forbid we make original type combinations. And <laughs> we got a water dark and a fire dark. A fire dark. Grass dark. Well, we can't make him a fighting type. That would be, that would, that would be too obvious. Man, put my champ in. I want my champ. That would be poking a crossover. Yeah, I know, but I still want it. I think I think Machamp would be Machamp silly. is cool. Be a DK clone or something like that. <laughs> it it kind of would work. It kind of would work. It it would. You're not wrong. He could, do, he could do the cargo throw. Just like have two arms carrying him on the back. Oh my gosh, that'd be great. Uh, okay. 
All right, so more stuff in all of that fun Pokemon news. Uh, Pokemon Go is uh, is doing a Delibird event follow for holiday 2018, I believe. Um, it's going to be through a... It, they announced this through a newsletter, so we're not exactly sure what's going on. Uh, also, trainer battles are coming out. Did, were trainer battles announced this week or last week? It was last week. We talked about it. I think it. it was last week. We talked about it. So trainer battles were announced. They keep just talking about it, and I'm still unimpressed because it's Pokemon Go. But when they get full details and we get more knowledge, I think it's that you can have a second charged move now because of this. They have a block feature, and you still tap on the screen. As long as you can control what the like charge move is, either through uh, you know the TMs or something else, um, then I think that that would open it up, and it would be pretty cool. Um, but if mm-hmm. it's like, you know, a set secondary charge move or something, then that would be a super bummer. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I feel like you would, I, every Pokemon has like, what, three charge moves or something like that? Right? Two, or it's like three, three-ish charge moves? There are some giant exceptions, but yeah, three I, is like the normal. Yeah, so I would imagine that it's just like it picks from that pool. That's what I would imagine. Yeah. I, I don't know. We'll see more when it comes out. I think it's an all right system. I I think the Pokemon Go players will enjoy it. Uh, I know I put enjoy in like quotes. They'll mm. they'll enjoy it. But I feel like everybody was kind of hoping for like a more traditional Pokemon experience in like the P- Pokemon Go PvP. But to be fair, yeah. I never thought that was possible or would happen. Yeah, my my issue, um, like. And why I'm not super, well, okay, so I'm excited for the PvP, but I'm not super excited for it just because it's going to be based on people's hardware to mm-hmm. a very huge degree because the best way to play Pokemon Go when you're, um, when you're battling is to be able to swipe left and right in order to dodge. Um, mm, and then I don't know if there, I don't think there's, I don't think there's swiping in this one. I think it's a block shield instead. I don't know how that works out quite, though. I mean, you could be right. You could still have swiping. Yeah. Well, either way, um, it's just, I don't know. It, it, it depends so much on their, on their connection, mm-hmm. you know? So like you would want to be, you would both want to be on Wi-Fi to do it. It's not like you could really expect a fair match if you just walk up to somebody on the street who's playing and be like, Hey, you want to, um, you want to battle right now mm-hmm. like that and and that's that's the cool part about it you know so if that's not working the way that it like should then i don't know it, it might be underwhelming i agree I, I don't think it's going to be as cool as everybody hoped it would be but i'm sure the pokemon go community are going to overhype it and be super happy with it when it comes out that's kind of my two cents uh, the other thing that I want to talk about is kind of pertaining to Pokemon Go. Pokemon uh, has a Sandshrew Festival currently going on in Totori, Japan, um, where you have um, where Shiny Sandshrew can now spawn in Pokemon Go because of it, which is really really interesting. Alolan Sandshrew can also appear in the wild in Totori. So until December nineteenth, it's really really confusing why it's a Sandshrew Festival. The best thing to come out of it, though, is the Sandshrew mascot costume, because just like the Pikachu one, where it's really bouncy and it's definitely inflated with air and parts, we have a Sandshrew one now and an Alolan <laughs> Sandshrew one now. I just need to find a place where I can buy these. 
Honestly, if anybody listening knows where I can buy like legitimate Nintendo Pokemon mascot costumes, please send me a link. I am down to buy one of these <laughs> and I'll wear it on stream. Like no joke. I just want to find the YouTube videos of people bouncing up and down and dancing. Have you seen the one where <laughs> Pikachu dances to Uptown Funk in one of them? No, I have It's not. <laughs> great. It is absolutely fantastic. I love those costumes so much because they're so bouncy. And they're adorable. And I'm sure the people inside of them hate it. So that is it for Pokemon news for the most part. You guys can chime in on some Puckle news, though, because we've got the EUTC signups are open. You can go ahead and sign up for them. I want to reiterate that by Christmas, we're going to look at the count and how many people sign up by Christmas. And that's going to determine how many what the prize fund is for it. We're going to hit about $5 per person. And that's how much money we'll do for the prize fund. We'll figure out what we're buying for prizes, go purchase it, and let everybody know. But if you want that prize pool to be even larger, sign up earlier. So sign up by December 25th. Uh, we also, I promise you that I would give you more details on the Puckle Tournament circuit this week. Unfortunately, we still don't have all, all of the details figured out. But I do want to tell you guys what's happening. The idea is that we are going to be having... Um, quote-unquote internationals at our larger tournaments, the UUTC, the PFTT, the Summer League, uh, whatever our fall tournament is this year. I think I think we might go back to Mini Madness. We might get another Little Cup tournament in, right? There, there, there's something like that in the, that was mentioned? Yeah. We're not exactly sure yet. We don't know which one we're getting to. And a couple things we've got. Yeah, the- we'll get that we'll get that uh, pinned down. But the idea is you'll earn points by competing in these. Um, we'll have a link to all of that stuff here in the next couple of days. Watch the Discord if you're interested. And the idea is at the end of the year, we're going to be having a large tournament for the top 16 point earners. You can go earn points, um, not just through these tournaments, but we're also going to be trying to do weekly scrimmages on the Discord server. So one, if you want to help out Puckle, this is a great way to do it. We're looking for people to help us run these. And two, uh, I think we're going to include, like, if you come and battle me on stream, you'll get some points as well. So definitely look into that. Um, Let's see. I think that's pretty much everything that I want to cover there. I mean, we're going to have more details. I'm looking to see what the prize is going to be for that. I want to try to make it something real big. So if you're really interested, we'll do that. Also, even if you're not good at Pokemon and you want to participate in these things, we're going to be having other prizes. You'll get uh, essentially an award at the end of the year. If, say, you use the most grass-type Pokemon in battles, or if you use the most poison-type Pokemon in battles, it would be something... You'll get a nice little nod. We'll acknowledge you. So definitely keep an eye out for that. We'll have more details. I want to try to do it by Christmas. Get all these details pounded out so that by, before the UT starts, you guys can see, hey, there's a lot of stuff to win here. And I really, I really want you guys to come out and just have some fun and play some Pokemon. Other than that, though, that is it for all of our news... We are going to kick it on over again, guys, to Puckle's Poke Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckle's Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. That means no internet, no browsers. You guys got to lower those. Don't don't cheat. Don't be nasty, nasty cheaters. And of course, <laughs> welcome to the show, part of the show 
where we're gonna we've got trivia from the community for, by the community for the community for Basket and Shamu. These two guys are working together as a team today to answer five Pokemon trivia questions and hopefully get seven points out of it because one of these questions is gonna have a bonus point and they have one hint they can use as a lifeline. However, if they get all the questions correct without using the hint. You guys know what that means. They get an extra point for a possible total of seven. They are racing against their fellow co-host to a total of 30 points. Whoever gets to that 30 gets those gets that sweet, sweet $20 credit to TeePublic slash, uh, what's it called? Uh, PokemonCenter.com. Basket just needs to win it 15 more times, and he'll get a switch. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> God, that's such a bad joke. <laughs> but we're going to keep going. All right, so our next... Uh, our our first question, if you guys are ready, is going to be from <coughs> Sarabu99 on the Discord server. Oh, hey, Sarah. Are you guys ready? Do you know her? Yeah. Uh, no, no, not not well. She just likes all of my basket tweets. Oh, okay. Good enough. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, question number one. This is a dark and ghost type Pokemon. It has jewels for eyes and razor sharp claws. It comes from the Hoenn region. Who's that Pokemon? That would be Sableye. That's correct. You guys got a point. Sableye yeah, is yeah. correct. One for one. If you guys are ready, this next one is going to be from Linian. <laughs> this next question, Linian asks, in Pokemon Let's Go, which means Basket can't answer it. What is the only <laughs> non-flying type Pokemon that can be used to encounter air battles? Onyx. Is that your final answer? Yeah. That is correct. I only know because I had to do that for one. <laughs> Onyx is the only Pokemon in Let's Go that you can ride because he is so tall you can encounter air battles. So you guys are two for two today. Nice. Good questions all around. You guys are, you, the people on the Discord are just really good at asking questions, I guess. Um, <laughs> all right, so our next question is going to come from Claude9, and he wants to know, what is the name of the male protagonist in black and white? I, I, oh my gosh. You told me this earlier. Did I really? Yes. Uh, oh god, I'm so sorry. We'll let Basket think it about is. it, and then you just give me the answer. <laughs> I believe I remembered what it was. I just I was talking about it on the live on the live stream. Yep. I forgot about that. Uh, Frank, Shamu, uh, uh, you can give the answer if you want. <laughs> Let me hope I get this right. Hilbert, that is correct. It is yeah, Hilbert. What? What? It's Hilbert and Hilda. Hilbert and Hilda for oh the male and female God, characters. That is the most ridiculous name ever. That is so funny. Yeah. So that is three Hilbert. points for you guys. This is this is probably the shortest <laughs> shortest uh, pokey quiz we've had in a while. You guys are giving really good questions here in the Discord. You guys got to challenge these kids. You can't got to ask them hard questions. <laughs> Hilbert. Hilbert. <laughs> and it's not like what white two, black two. Uh, what? No, that's no, in the manga. Gosh. That's in the manga. Still. So, so in the manga, you have black and white as the two main characters. Um, in the black and white manga, but then when it gets to the black two, white two saga, they name the characters black two and white two. No joke. <laughs> Like the the That's manga's like goofy. really religious about naming them after the games. But this next question then is also from Claude Nine. There are three answers to this, but you only need to give me two of them and we'll give you uh we'll you'll get two points for it. Okay. Uh, if you get all three, you get bragging rights. So okay. Claude Nine <laughs> wants to know what are the names of Misty's sisters in the anime? 
One of them's Daisy. Oh my gosh. Um, I want. So doesn't one start with an L, like Laura or? Um, I don't think it's Lana. I, I do know one date. One is Daisy, so that'll be an answer down. Okay, Lana, Mary, or dang it, Mary I just Mary I sounds j- right. To be honest, I don't know that. It's just like those are not I, ones I remember off the top of my head. I just watched uh, Pokemon Bridged, and I got past that part, and I can't remember any of their names. I, <laughs> I don't know. Mary sounds right to me. <laughs> okay, what was the, what was the first one you said, Shamu? Daisy. Daisy. I remember Daisy being one of them. Okay, let's do Daisy, Daisy. and Mary, and, and then you want to do like Lana Laura, I guess, or whatever. Mar- Daisy, what? Mary, and Laura. Sure, that works. Daisy, okay. Mary, and Laura are your final answers. Sure. That is correct on one account. Uh, ah, Daisy is correct. The other two are Lily and Violet. <laughs> oh, uh, they are known as I the flowers. flowers. They yep. are the flowers of Ver- Ver- uh, of Cerulean City. Oh my gosh, why did I not start thinking of flowers? Like, I mean, ah. I thought of flowers, I just couldn't think of names of flowers. That would so make sense. That, that's one point for you guys, you, but you're technically four for four. So, yeah. our <laughs> next question, and I don't feel bad if this is too hard or not. Uh, so, I want to know, other than Shuckle, what is the Pokemon with the highest base defense? Or Rock-type Pokemon. Rock-type Pokemon. Oh, Rock-type Pokemon. With the highest base defense. I apologize. Um, okay. For that confusion. I believe Aggron has high... No, no it's not that high, actually. Um, um let's see. Uh, okay, Dancy's special defense, right? Deontay is, be- and both. So Deontay itself has 150 de- base um, defense. I think. So it has to be something higher because Carving Tie... Is Carving Tie with that? Hmm. I believe Carving Tie is that because it's got like 50 base and extra and oh, special attack. Well, things can tie. I just, I don't care. Yeah. I just kind of look for the first mm-hmm. one I see. If they tie, they tie. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of something else. Everything else I'm thinking of is something that's like mega evolved or... Yeah. Um. Hundred base. The only other thing I could think of is Agron, but I don't think it gets that much of a boost. I think Mega Agron is a safe bet. But Mega Agron's a Steel type. It's not or, a Rock type. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Right. <clears throat> so essentially, right now I'm just thinking between Agron and uh, what the fuck's uh. I think Aggron has 180, actually. I believe it gets special defense buff, too. So, I'm just, I'm just thinking Aggron. Okay, let's go Aggron. I can't think of anything with 200, so. Aggron is your answer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is unfortunately incorrect. incorrect. That is Deontay. Uh, and ah. Carbink, and Carbink. Let me find Aggron <clears throat> real quick for you guys, so I can let you know where Aggron is. But I don't think it's higher than 150. It's 180. Uh, wait, is it? Did I miss it? Yeah. Oh, uh, Agron's correct. That is correct. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> no, his defense. I asked for special defense. I, I thought you said defense. Yeah, you said defense. Oh, did I say defense? Well, then I was wrong. That's why my list was backwards. <laughs> so that is that is correct. <laughs> okay, uh, do we get that extra point that we missed since no, we you don't. Uh, totally no. uh, fooled the no, feds? Not, no, no. Oh. No, you get you're, get, you're gonna get six still. So stop being yeah, greedy. Okay. Stop being greedy. You're gonna get six. 
Let me right, half right. point. Yeah, you know half points. I don't deal in half points because then, <laughs> then, uh, then we're gonna get into quarter points, and it just never yeah. stops. We just make it currency. That's all you do. All right. So you guys got six points today because Thatch was the dummy bear. I thought I said special <laughs> defense. The words just didn't come out of my mouth correctly today, but that's six points. That changes up the leaderboard pretty significantly. Um, if you guys are ready for this, you guys are going to be amazed at where the leader... You guys are all so close to each other, by the way. I'm like, <laughs> this is the closest, like, I we, we have like four to five people in contention right now. So right now, in first place, we have Basket with 25 yeah. points. Followed <laughs> up by Whimsicott in second place with 23 points. Scrawn is in third place with 22 points. Shamu breaking into fourth place today with 19 points. Tied for fifth place, we have Sublime and Jushiro both with six points apiece. Sigma is in seventh with 15 points. Gator in eighth with 13 points. Maximus in ninth with nine points. Snag in tenth with seven. Viger and Bo bringing up the rear with five each. So that is it for this episode of Puckle's Pokey Quiz. Hopefully we have harder questions next week. So if you want to tune on in for next week's Puckle's Pokey Quiz, we're going to take a short break, guys, and we'll be right back at you with the topic. Hey there, Puckalonians. It's Professor Snag. Thanks for listening to the Puckle Podcast. If you want more Puckly goodness, there are several ways you can do that. If you want to chat with hosts and other community members, join our Discord server. There's always someone there to talk about anything Pokemon. Make sure you follow and like us on all of our social media outlets like Facebook, Twitter, and Reddit. Come watch us on Twitch at the Puckle Podcast and get in on the action where Jushiro plays the TCG online and Thatch does viewer battles. If you are able, please consider supporting us on Patreon where you get exclusive gifts such as Puckle TCG cards and access to bonus content. Or just go to our Public store and buy a t-shirt. All funds go right into the podcast and make the community better for you. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to our new channel, Puckle Plus, where you can find me hosting Game Corner each month, Jushiro hosts the TCG cast, and lots of extra content including Movie Club, Battlecast, and the Puckle Live shows. Thanks for listening, and as always, help control the breedject population. Get your ditto spayed and neutered. And welcome to the topic. The topic this week is going to be team building around cores. This is really interesting. We kind of brought the topic up, one, because the UUTC is coming up. A lot of people are probably like, man, how do I even build an OU team? Why would I want to jump in? I'm not good at competitive Pokemon. Well, competitive Pokemon, I think, is something that's reachable. It's a goal that everybody can hit. So don't feel like you can't do competitive Pokemon. So we're going to get right on into it, though. So competitive Pokemon, how do you build a team? And the best way to build a team is to really base your team on cores. Now, you can pick a single Pokemon and be like, I really want to run with this Pokemon, and you can do that. That's kind of the way you want to do it when you're doing cores, except the difference is, I like this Pokemon. Here's another Pokemon that pairs really well with it, or here's two Pokemon that really pair well with it and help it overcome a lot of its weaknesses. That's what's known as a core, and that then you can start building around that and fleshing things out. Yeah, and it's not nearly as hard as that might sound because, like, oh, uh, Smogon has, like, the best way to do that. You know, like, you go, all you have to do is, you know, Smogon plus Venusaur or something like that. And then it'll take you to Venusaur's thing and it'll say, as you scroll down, there'll be, mm-hmm. like, teammates and it'll show you exactly the pluses and minuses of these different teammates that help balance out and take care of Venusaur. 
And on top of that, I would even if you're trying to get into competitive, I think it's much easier just to go to the forums on Smogon and just Google Smogon OU cores, right? Yeah. Because they'll they'll give you a nice list of a ton of cores where it's just like, here are a bunch of Pokemon that are good together. Some will say go into more depth of like how some like mm-hmm. what you can do to build around it, and then some of them do just kind of post like, here's a spread in the set. Mm-hmm. But it, it's fairly helpful, and I think it's a good place to start, especially if you're a newer player and you want to make sure that you're building something that works and wins. This is the way to do it. So they're yeah. generally tested most of the time. Mm-hmm. Either like they've gone through and they've played with these for some amount of time. Yeah, and a lot of times you can just find. Uh, you can grab two cores and smash them together. And then you only pretty much have to come up with two other Pokemon that are going to be able to um, help both of those cores out. Sometimes so, even just one. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, and that's something that's something that you can look at. It's kind of a way to build teams, but also kind of add in your own flair because everybody has a different play style. Yeah. And let's just jump into it. I want to... Today, we're going to try to go through a couple of cores and team build around these cores, just so you can kind of get a feel for the team building process. This is something that Shamu and I kind of do on <clears throat> YouTube sometimes, but not for a while. And yeah. this is something that we really enjoy doing. This is something that Shamu and I typically do. And Basket's actually a pretty avid player, so he's actually somewhat well-versed as well. And if not, he'll call us on the things that Shamu and I would do just to have fun and say, hey, that's not that good. So we're <laughs> going to go ahead... And we're going to jump right in. So we're going to, I want to open up with probably one of the most basic cores. So there's two really, really basic core types that you guys can have. They're called the fire, water, grass core. And the other one's called the fantasy core. The fantasy core is just another fancy word for, Hey, you have three types that synergize really well together. And those being steel fairy and dragon. Now we're going to focus on fire, water, grass, because I think those are a little bit easier to visualize and a little bit easier to understand how they, they really uh, synergize with each other. Our, for our Firewater Grass Core, I think we're going to be grabbing a Ferrothorn, a Greninja, uh, Ash Greninja, because it's an Ash Greninja. And then we're going to be also grabbing a Heatran. So these these three Pokemon actually synergize pretty well. Because one, if you have an Electro-type attack coming in for Greninja, you switch into Ferrothorn. If Ferrothorn's got a Fire-type attack going, you switch it into Heatran. You can also technically switch it into Ash Greninja, but I wouldn't. But Heatran eats it up with his uh, eats it up with Flash Fire. Yeah, and, you want that Flash Fire, baby. And they're these are other outside of Ash Greninja, these uh, Ferrothorn and Heatran are fairly bulky and they can they can do some good damage and they also can get good stab off if you need to get good stab off. Star- Ferrothorn can set up rocks, things like that. Now, how can we make this core better? Like what would what are some big threats? Well, in my, me just looking at it right now, a really big threat for this team is absolutely one thousand percent Magnezone. I'll, yeah. Well, there's another thing. They all have one weakness in common. What is that? Fighting. Yeah, that's also another thing. So these are yeah. two things that we need to look at this core and find a way around it. So we have a fighting type weakness and we have a Magnezone problem. Well, actually, Heatran can deal with Magnezone with fire or earth power. Well, okay. it can't take a hit very well, but it yeah. has an option. I would I would also just be wary. That's that's the big thing. I would it's just be wary. Being worried, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, when it, when it comes in my experience when it comes to Magnezone, you want something you want a Pokémon that's dedicated where you can actually switch in and not worry. And take that hit. Yeah. Y- yeah, yeah. Yeah. It would be something that you want to grab like a ground type for. So we would need to find a ground type Pokémon and we could sit here and we can complain about it all day, but the answer is obviously Landorusarian. And yeah, because Landers Landers yeah. Therian's just gonna take out 
any kind of electric type that can be an issue. Um, one day they'll come out with an electric fire type, and we're all going to get scared. And, <laughs> I mean, they already did. It's called Rotom fi- Fire or Rotom Heat. It's not very good, but they'll come out with a competent one, and we'll all be really scared. Yeah, and, yeah. So Lando, I think, fits in a good fourth spot there because it takes care of the Magnezone problem. And it kind of takes care of the fighting type problem. It gives us a resist. But the problem is we've got three weaknesses still, so we should probably have more than just one resist. And Mm -hmm. the way we can fit in, we can fit in the Clefable. Yeah, Clefable's a great choice. And Clefable really, really fills in that slot. And on top of that, we have Clefable now, um, which means that we're actually really close to also being able to fit in the Fantasy Core. Because now we have Clefable, it doesn't want to take a Steel-type hit, it doesn't want to take a Poison-type hit. Uh, both Heatran and Ferrothorn take care of that pretty well. But on top of that, we can actually fit in a Dragon-type. And Dragon-type's actually a fairly good type in these scenarios. It, it's just it's just good. <laughs> yeah. It's just good. And not to mention, Clefable can be built pretty specially bulky, so it can take things like Magnazone on uh, pretty evenly. So uh, we can probably fit a Dragon in. We could fit something in like Garchomp. I would even gander to say that we could probably fit in something a little bit more intense. You could do a Charizard Y. Yeah, we could. Charizard X could fit in here. The only problem that I have with that is outside of like Landorus using Defog, we don't have a good option for uh, hazard removal. See, that's why I was thinking Mega Latias or- would work pretty well. Yeah, that's that's not too, well. I wouldn't know if Mega Latias would be necessary, especially in OU. I think Mega Latias is kind of uh, meh. You can uh, always um maybe even do a substitution with um Lando and use Zygarde. Ooh, I like. I mean, that would I, fit Dragon and Guard or Dragon and Ground. Ooh, I Zygarde. Oh, Zygarde. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking Chiron Black for whatever reason. <laughs> and so yeah, Zygarde. Zygarde over Lando. I think is a good choice. Let's do that one instead. Um, okay. So you can always run it bulkier or more yeah. offensive. Slap a band on it or yeah. something. Or Let's go Zygarde. I like Zygarde better than Lando. Um, Zygarde, Clefable. Um, so we have that one last slot, and like we were talking about, we want to. So we we technically have a fantasy core right now, as well, and so we got one extra slot. I don't know that I would want to put Charizard in that one slot. No, no, not, not, at, not at this right point. Now. I I mean, we could probably um, fit in a. I mean, we could we could always just fit in a Coco, because uh, honestly, if that was the first thing I thought about, because that would be good pivoting stuff, and also I do believe Coco Coco and Greninja have decent synergy with like just pivoting and all that fun stuff. Exactly. So, Zapdos I mean, and Ferrothorn also have really good uh, synergy. Zapdos isn't a horrible option, uh, only because it does get the fog as well, and we do need some yeah. kind of hazard removal. So I let's, let, I I favor Zapdos to an extent. We can also get some pivots there. That that can be annoying too, so that's probably better to run. You know like, what? Let's do Zapdos. It, this but, is a bulkier yeah. core. This is a bulkier team. But Zapdos, let's fill it out. So there's your first team. Uh, we'll, we'll put this in the show notes. Um... For you guys, just we're not going to put sets or anything with these, but we'll we'll give you the teams that we've been building so that you guys can, can kind of just uh, go and find some stuff and yeah, starting points for your team building adventures. That's what we'll say. All right, so our next one, so Basket had a core that I really wanted to start with. Uh, it's basically Toxapex and Celesteela, which is a pretty popular core. The reason why it's so popular is that uh, Toxapex is amazing. And Celesteela complements it very, very well um, because of its typing being able to force out or not necessarily trap, but really take on most of the things that are coming after Toxapex. Um, but then 
obviously we have a horrible weakness to lightning. Yeah, we have that electric type problem again. Like Coco's scary in this in this scenario, and I would also argue once again that um, that Magnazone Magnazone is actually a pretty good counter to Celesteela. So that the the electric type problem is real here. That's that's the big thing. The electric type problem is huge, and so. Uh, we we have to take care of this. I mean, Zygarde wasn't a bad pick last time, but I mean, this time it might be Lando. Uh, well, I would say Lando too more because you're gonna see more ground yeah. type attacks against Toxapex. Exactly. I think Lando is a better play in this in this scenario. So we'll slap Lando there. Um, of course, if you hate Lando, you can run Gliscor or something. But then you're also gonna be like, man, why is my team not performing as well? It's because you're using Land- Gliscor and not Lando. Like they're both good mods, but. Generally, when it comes to play, Lando is more offensive than Gliascore. They can both do the opposite role, yeah. but that's generally with, with what their abilities are, with Intimidate and then Poison Heal, generally. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. Lando tends to be more offensive, Gliascore more defensive. Exactly. So, and, that's the only issue there. And so you have a different play style. You just want to be able to hit harder, in the, in this opinion. In the, here, you want to hit a little bit harder. I think, I think since Sun and Moon, the meta's become a little bit more offensive, and this is a good way to handle it. So now we have Toxapex, we've got Celesteela, we've got Lando. So where should we go from here? I mean, Lando doesn't want to take Ice-type attacks. Toxapex can kind of soak those up. Um, let's, Celesteela's neutral. Celesteela takes neutral damage from that. I mean, we could probably find somebody else to help out with this, right? Yep. And so what would you guys suggest? Or what would you suggest, Shamu slash Basket? Um, I think Heatran is a obvious choice to help okay. out with the um, <clears throat> the ice issue that we're having. Yeah, I think that's a solid yeah. choice because, if, I mean, I wouldn't worry about ice types too much. I feel like ice types aren't seen that often in OU outside of like Chiron Black. Yeah. But uh, at so the same HP time, ice yeah, HP Ice there. is always there. I think I think that's a solid play, though. And I mean, if we already have Toxapex and Heatran, we're already two thirds of the way to a fire water grass core. So I, I'm not sure which grass. I mean, we could possibly even slap in a Mega Venusaur. Yeah, I was thinking that because um, uh, Venusaur helps out a lot. It also gives us a uh, um, not an immunity, but a, one more resist to lightning. Mm-hmm. Um, That's and, true. <clears throat> uh, and it's going to help out a lot with uh, balancing out that uh, um, fire, water, grass core. Yeah, that's true. I I do agree with that. So I mean, um, another another option because. One, I think Venus Mega Venusaur is way cooler than this Pokemon. But another option also is Assault Vest. Uh, uh, Tangrowth. Tangrowth, I think, would be good too. Tangrowth could be good. Um, the The reason why I bring up Bulu is because you have you have the Fairy, and then also on top of that, you can um, uh, you're not dealing with another Poison type that uh, could also be weak to um, or have issues with uh, Ground Pokemon. Yeah, I. I actually, I now that I think about it, I think I'd rather go with Tangrowth over either of those options, just because Tangrowth has a really good synergy with Toxapex, because both of them Tang- have the regenerator ability. And Tangrowth just overall stat like lineup is, it's the only thing you lose is more sp- death, but 100 base HP, 100 attack, 125 defense, 110 special attack, mm-hmm. like then 50 50 for special defense and speed, but it's just. Because overall, I think Tangrowth can get to, like, 300 special defense with an Assault Vest. Yeah, absolutely. Like and then so looking... It's, like, it's, yeah. it's worthwhile. I think this is a solid lineup. I mean, we have one slot left, and I feel like you can kind of throw whatever you want in there. We have a lot of um, 
Well, I would say Tangrowth is a mixed attacker. I'd say Toxapex is special, Heatran special, and then Lando's physical. So I would want to throw in a physical attacker. Um, maybe something some, maybe faster to clean up. Something that fast that can clean like. up exactly. Like that's what I'm thinking. I mean, a good option here would be. I mean, you could probably throw in a Zygarde if you wanted to, but we we also have the Mega slot still open too for this team, and I kind of yeah. want to get a Mega in there at least once. What about Mega Pincer? That's that's what I was thinking. You could probably do Mega Pincer. The only thing is, I would watch out with this team. Is outside. Well, you do have Lando and you have Celestia, so you have Defog options, but you don't really have Rapid Spin options. And you could definitely probably. You can most probably get um, defog off and make sure that you're you have a clean slate for Pincer to come in on. That, that's the only reason I'm I'm very wary of Pincer, but I would say Pincer could fit there. You could probably throw in Pincer. You can throw in uh, any host of Pokemon. Honestly, it, pretty much you name a physical attacker, and it would probably fit in that slot. <laughs> yeah, you just want something a bit faster, a bit stronger, just something to. Yeah, just something something fast, something strong that's just good to clean up. Uh, I mean, Mega Medicham could probably fit there. I wouldn't think yeah. it's not super optimal there, but it, it would work. I mean, you could even do maybe a Mega Lopunny in that scenario. Mm-hmm. Pretty much any physical attacker, I think, would fit in that slot. Fast <laughs> physical attacker, like you want, get your glass cannons out, guys. Slap yeah. them in that spot. But we'll we'll say Pincer for right now. Now, um, that that gives us a uh, a good time. To, we have enough time to do one more. And so we've done two pretty standard ones. We've taken one core and then he kind of just smacked another core on the side, like we just did with Baskets, where we took his Toxapex Celesteel and just slapped on a fire, a fire water grass core to go with that core. And just as like an example of, hey, you can just take cores and just shove them together. And so <clears throat> uh, what Shamu and I do is we kind of go in and find the weird stuff because we like playing the weird stuff. It's always fun that way. Uh, one of them that we found was a, a core that was Jirachi plus... Um, either Mega Charizard X or just regular Gyarados or Mega Gyarados. Um, personally, I, I, I'm going to say for this core, because just because I've really, really have fallen in love in this, with this Pokemon in like the past probably three years, is just regular Gyarados. Yeah. We can do that. That works. I, I, I mean, obviously it works. Um, so Jirachi and then regular Gyarados, because regular Gyarados gets Moxie and it gets Dragon Dance and it's just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful creature. It's absolutely fantastic. I, I've just fallen in so much love with regular Gyarados. And so if we look at this, once again, we have the Electro-type problem. You have that Tapu Bulu problem that's just mm-hmm. persisting all the time. Or not Tapu Bulu, that Tapu Coco problem Tapu that Coco, just yeah. always exists. And so one of the things you're really going to have to look at, because these are both physical attackers as well. So we should we should definitely, one, start looking at ground types. And I think Zygarde fits in there pretty well. I'm not going to lie. I think, uh, yeah, I think so. I think Zygarde fits that. in. I mean, that gives us three physical attackers, which is something to watch out for. It also gives us something with extreme speed to clean up if we need to sh- exactly something that we can't set up in time for. Or Yeah, exactly. Like someone else has a Gyarados that's already set up, but it's got like a quarter left. We can just send in Zygarde, clean it up, it's yep. done. And Jirachi gives you rock support. It's great. Everything's looking great right now. So a couple of things that I would want to attack in here, now that we have Jirachi's uh, Gyarados and Zygarde. One, I think a fairy type somewhere would fit. Maybe just like a Clefable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something specially offensive too, because we got three physical yeah. attackers. Now. I, I think yeah. I think something like Clefable would work. Maybe even uh, uh, what's it called? A uh, do, uh, do want a Coco? Ooh, Magirna. That's Magirna. I'm actually a fan of that. Yeah, just something tanky. That yeah, let's like... throw in it. Let's throw in a Magirna there. Yeah, Magirna's not a bad choice. You get some good coverage, slow volt turn, so you just take a hit, then go out to your sweeper or 
Zygarde mm-hmm. or whatever you want. I'm a fan of that. Magirna is fantastic. So also the thing with the Jirachi is supposed to be Healing Wish. Mm-hmm. So like it'll it'll essentially rejuvenate your Gyarados or whatever you need it to do. Yeah, Magirna's not a bad choice, and you can maybe even throw in a, either a Salt Vest or run the uh, Twinkle Tackle variant. Well, the Gyarados picking. Um, oh, if you look at this look set, at, the Gyarados yeah. is the Z move. Okay, that's. So. Oh yeah, no. If you're running regular Gyarados, it's absolutely flying EMZ. Don't run Twinkle Tackle. I lied. You have to do um, Water EMZ on the Gyarados. Oh, but flying EMZ is just flying EMZ is just better. It. It's just better. Flying type is such a good offensive typing. Uh, we've got these three. So Magirna doesn't want to take earthquakes. We have Zygarde. Jirachi doesn't want to take earthquakes either. So we probably need something more than Gyarados that can that can resist. Type. Maybe not just a flying type, but we're not or running Megalodios. I'm not kidding, man. I'm not kidding. That there's there's a really good core with uh, Magirna and Megalodios. Really? Yeah. Mm. Okay. You know what? We'll slap it in there. We'll slap in that Megalodios. You know what? I'll do it for you, Basket. All right. I'm doing it for you. Just remember that I'm doing it for you. All for oh, you. I see what you're talking. See what is this? Uh, and then we have one more slot open. Oh, that's weird. Um, hmm. one more slot. We got we got a nice fantasy core. Well, uh, I don't know if I want Megalodios there with Zygarde. No. Now that I'm uh, looking at it, I don't know because I did look at that core and that Magirna is. I like it, but it's from another world. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Uh, Electrium Z Magirna is a thing. I I'm gonna remove Megalodios right now. We could probably find something else with Levitate. So like, let's let's just dig into some Levitate users. Uh, oh no, I was gonna say, gonna say Mew, but that really wouldn't be good for us. Um, no, not with Jirachi. Yeah. Uh, let's see who has Levitate. Um, Gengar, not Nevermore. Um, <laughs> we want Zapdos. Okay, so we could do Zapdos or we could do Rotom. I that's not Rotom, but like double water. Double water, like, yeah, that's true. You know what? Let's, I, I think Zapdos. I think, Zapdos I think Zappy is a good choice. Let's try Zappy. I think Zapdos is a good choice. Give us a defogger. Give gives us something us. bulky. Yeah, it really handles a lot of the problems that we're be, that we're having. Let's see then. Okay, so we have Zapdos. We've got Jirachi. So we have one more slot left. So what should we fill in that uh, that slot with? We have um, we probably a special attacker. Or something more specially oriented, um, because we could do a special cleaner or something. like a special that. Special cleaner, special something, speaker. something fast. Another glass cannon, right? Because um, we also have a mega too. Uh, we do. No, we don't. What? Yeah, we do. No, we don't. We have Jirachi, Gyarados, Zapdos, uh, Zygarde, a, and Magirna. The Gyarados is not a mega. It's not mega. This is E Crystal. But we have a mega. That's what I'm saying. What mega do we have? No, I'm saying I'm saying we can choose a mega. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, we there have we a mega available. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it, got it. Yeah, that's what we I was saying. I was, I, that's what I was gonna say. I was just like, we don't have a mega because I want to. I want to pick a mega. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I want to pick a mega. Track, yeah, the... we're on the same track of mind here, so we got to pick a mega. Who's a good specially oriented mega? That's a really good question, actually. Other than like Charizard um, Y, who I don't think would fit. Yeah, uh, it's it's not it's not a terrible choice, but I don't like it. The ones I'm looking at, I just don't like because of our what we have on our team. Yeah, like, keep I thought, going. Like, Mega Gardevoir. Yeah, like, that would have been fun, but it just doesn't work with what we have. It Doesn't work that well. I'm not a big fan of Mega Guard. I mean, it could work because we've got like a kind of uh, a kind of fantasy core. Go- well, no, we already have a fairy what type about, in Mega. Uh, what about Mega Alakazam? Hmm, Mega Alakazam could work. I, I'm gonna write that down as a maybe. Uh, I I do like Alakazam, but I don't know. Uh it could work. I could see Mega Alakazam working. I really do like it when it comes in on like Mega Third Y. I don't. 
I don't want to do Mega Zard Y. Yeah, I don't want to really do Mega Zard Y. The answer is honestly, either I like Mega Alakazam because if it needs to switch in on rocks, it can come in unscathed. And then uh, Trace is always a good, fun ability, especially if you're up against Ultra Beast and stuff like that. It can come in clutch. Yeah, and I mean, the other option that I would do, and this is purely for funsies, is Blacephalon. Just purely yeah, for funsies. Option. That's just for funsies, though. It's just yeah, throwing um, Blacephalon. This would hurt a lot um, with uh, uh, Rocks Up, but Volcarona is an option. Volcarona is another option as well. Volcarona is probably like, actually... that's the that's probably the safe version of Blacephalon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the safe version of I kind of like that because you can make Volcarona bulkier than with uh, Healing Wish com- and get Ooh, you know, like, Malad Target. Yeah. That's... In case you do get hurt quite a bit. That's, okay, okay, we're going to do Volcarona. Yeah, yeah. That's not a bad choice. Body. Yeah, but I think those are three good teams. We we sat down, got three teams pounded out. Uh, for those of you at home, hopefully this was a useful experience for you guys. Uh, listening to us sit here and yell at each other about what Pokemon are good and what Pokemon are bad. <laughs> so feel free to uh, comment below, or not comment below, but send us in emails, comment about some teams that you're building, some other teams that you think would synergize really well, maybe some of your favorite cores. Pucklepodcast at gmail.com. But we are going to take a short break here, guys, and we're going to be right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. Here at Puckle, the holidays are in full swing, including our Tee Public store. You can go check it out and get 30% off anything from December 3rd to December 13th. We have classic t-shirts for $14, mugs for $11, notebooks for $10, stickers for $2, wall art posters, essentially, for $7.50. You can get the Puckle logo, some of the cool co-host art that Basket's been doing. You can also go ahead and pick up, I guess, a tote bag. We have that. And my personal favorite, as always, the throw pillow. The throw pillows are really soft. They're really nice. And you can get any kind of Puckle logo you want or even that cool Starry Eevee logo. We'll also put some Christmas designs up for you guys to take a look at. So if you guys would do that, just hop out and over. It's a great way to support the show, and we'd really appreciate it. But if not, regardless, have a happy holidays from us here at Puckle. So, Mega Lopunny's OU, so it's actually competent. It's been a long time since we've done a competent Pokemon, so I'm pretty <laughs> excited. So, Mega Lopunny is is the Pokemon to be. So, it gets Fake Out, Stab Fake Out, mind you. It's got, like, base crazy 135 speed. Uh, 136 attack to go with it. Like, they took a mediocre Pokemon and made it fantastic. Those, those are the only stats they improved, because both... Um, oh, wait, no, they also improved... It's defense by 10 points. I forgot. My apologies. Which but nobody cares about. <laughs> yeah. Because that's not why you run Megalopony. It's it's defense is like ridiculously high too. It's defense is a base 94. 94. Yeah. Like, 94? 94. I'm, I'm good at English today. And <laughs> 94. Now we're going to go get that bucket of fried chicken. Uh, but we've got... I mean, it's got a decent move pool. It's got the fighting type move pool to back up its new fighting type when it becomes mega. It gets high jump kick uh, from from just level up because it gets it because it's a it's a bunny rabbit. So why would not get high jump kick? It gets power up punch because why not? Um, is that's a move tutor move too? Now isn't it? I believe no, it's yeah. not. It's an egg move. Is it? 
isn't it? I don't think I don't think they made it the move tutor move because they were fearing Kangaskhan was come back in VGC. Oh, yeah. I think I think we were I think we were confused about uh, that and uh, drain punch. Oh, that makes sense. Power up punch is different than drain punch, though. And let's see, yeah. So and it's got one of like the decent shinies because it's pink, but it's like a Pokemon that should be pink. So that's you okay. Elemental punches. So you get like ice punch, thunder punch. Yeah, it gets a it's, it's, it's fire punch. I don't know. It gets a good enough move pool. Like it's a good enough move pool to do stuff. Like it's just that kind of generic, like fighting move, ice move, and then other stuff. Yeah, go go run your jolly your jolly low bunny with two fifty two attack, two fifty two speed, ice punch, fake out, return, and high jump kick. Done. Yep. Built you have low and, bunny uh, right there, right now. And to be honest, interestingly enough, uh, Lopunny is the only Pokemon that learns Return by leveling up, and then but Baneri really? is the only Pokemon that learns Frustration by leveling up, and they both learn it at the same level. Dude, I didn't even know that till now. Uh, my mind is is kind of blown, like a little bit blown. Like, <laughs> it also gets access to Bounce. It also gets Bounce, because it's a that bunny. good, because you can't use a Z crystal. Yeah, unfortunate. But it can learn bounce, so that's cool. It can, you can still use it because I I've been in scenarios <clears> even with like Mega Gar- or with just Gyarados in battles before, <laughs> where yeah I've blown the I've blown the Z crystal, and there's definitely points where bounce is the only good move. But I'm yep. good, at, I'm strong enough at that point that even if I click bounce, they can't do anything about it. Like they can go ahead and they can switch, but they've got two Pokemon that are probably still going to die to bounce. Yeah. Well, yeah. Also with like a also with like a base one thirty six attack, like yeah, exactly. A, like a bounce is not you know it's not trivial whether or not it has the special effective like a Z move. <laughs> whether or not it's a Z move, it'll be fine. No, I meant so, whether or not it's a uh, um, stab or not. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, you don't need stab to do that. So, well, that's uh, I mean that's low putty, but he's got a TCG card. Got a fantastic TCG card here in Ultra I'm on Prism. The edge of my seat. Huh? I'm on the edge of my seat. Oh, get ready for this. this is. It's a stage one. It's a low punny. It's a normal type. Colorless card. It gets two attacks, one for one colorless energy called Stompy Stomp, which allows you to flip <laughs> two coins. And it does 40 damage for each heads. And then for a double Yay. colorless, it does Happy Turn, which does 60 damage. And you may shuffle this Pokemon and all the cards attached to it into your deck. So this is obviously the new meta. And <laughs> of course, of course. Because the first one was one colorless, right? Yeah, one colorless and then a so, double colorless. And you're so you just do doing stompy stomps. For one <laughs> they were just like, these people are only going to buy it for the card art. <laughs> it's not even good <laughs> card art. It's like a low punny at like a tea party. I know, like, it's or- like really weird. If you've been getting in more into it, you can just use a counter game that just came out in Lost Thunder and use that first attack for free as long as you are behind on prizes. I'm so upset. I don't care. Or for one energy, you can just like <laughs> bounce it back into your deck with the counter game. We've never even gotten like a Mega Low Punny EX, which is even sadder. Womp, womp, womp. I mean, look at that. Look, we got Lily, Full Art Lilies and Full Art Cynthia selling for a bajillion dollars. I'm sure a Full Art Low Punny GX would be doing pretty well. Mega low punny GX. Here we come, kids. How would that work? Would it just be like evolving off of another like GX? Yes, I've decided. Okay. I've I have <laughs> I have decided. What are the mega mechanics, Mister Nintendo? Mister Nintendo, because <laughs> Nintendo is the one designing this game now, yeah. not the Pokemon company. It's yeah. fine. It's Mister Nintendo. 
Come on. Tell us, Mr. Nintendo, what, what, how is this going to work now? How are the new Mega mechanics going to work in the TCG? Oh, man. So if you want to run low funny, you want to make sure that you keep it safe. It also has Scrappy as the ability, which is fantastic, by the way. So it lets it hit, hit ghost types. So some good partners for low punny. If you're looking into running one of these awesome Mega low punny is to probably, I don't mean, I mean, just run Ferrothorn. It's probably fine. Ferrothorn's probably the right answer. <laughs> Ferrothorn, <laughs> uh, run a Greninja, because you have two I w- I would have ru- the same stats. I would run a ghost especially. type. I would run a ghost type or something, you just because too. you're going to have the issue of fighting type weaknesses. Yeah. And yeah. You hit that normal ghost core, like right off the bat. Yeah, you just, you just throw a ghost there, and you get the classic normal ghost core. Uh, what good ghost types are there right now, anyway, other than Blacephalon? Well, I mean, obviously no. Gengar. Like, Gengar is still nothing to, like, Yee! frown at. Like, yeah, it lost a ability, or it lost its ability Levitate, but it's ability. still, like, a pretty solid, and I think it would go well with Megalopony because it's a very solid, very fast special attacker. You're probably right. Uh, you could do that. You could do, like, Lola Marowak. There's... Ooh, a Lola Marowak, too. Yeah, and Blacephalon. You could go lower tier and get something like Koffer Grigas or Jellicent just to have a bulky boy there. I keep forgetting um, that, I keep forgetting that Koffer Grigas dropped... Kofagrigus was like an OU terror in Gen 6. And yeah. it's just it just dropped from grace because Tapu Koko. I blame Tapu Koko. Really, it's, that would work well, I don't think. Or maybe a scarfed Chandelure, but I really probably <clears throat> yeah. against that, if anything. I agree with you. I I agree with you. But yeah, you want to throw a ghost type up there. Because we're talking about cores, so I figure we, we kind of wrap that in there. You, you throw a ghost type in there. You throw a good old... Uh, Good old Mindfu. <laughs> Not a Mindfu. Why am I even talking about Mindfu? <laughs> uh, I think Electivire. Throw an Electivire in. It's a good Pokemon. I promise. He used to be good one day. I mean, I feel like I could get some cheese off with Electivire right now, actually. Because of all the Tapu Koko running around, you'll get that one kid who doesn't quite understand what Electivire is because it's been 10 years since it was relevant. <laughs> and... And you'll get the you'll get your um, motor drive out of it, and you'll just sweep with an Electivire base one twenty three attack, <laughs> and your plus one speed. At, I think it's like a base. What is Electivire's base speed? It's like ninety five, I think, or a hundred. It's close to. No, it it's might, like ninety ish, it right? Eighty. It is ninety five. Man, plus one at ninety five. He's just running train. Yeah. Oh man. So there we go. Electivire coming back, guys. I promise. <laughs> He'll be, now. Good. He'll be good oh, again. From PU all the way to OU. <laughs> I was. It's such a fall from grace. He used to be like the mod in OU, and now he's like all the way down in PU, and it makes me sad every day I think about it. <laughs> every day. All right. So that is it for the Pokemon of the episode. We're going to switch gears here, guys, and kick it on over to the mailbag. It's mail time. Top of the mailbag. Send in your emails. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves. And as always, we'll give away the Green Taurus badge if anybody's deemed worthy, but there isn't anybody who doesn't already have it that wrote in an email because we only have one email today. So for those of you... Uh, who are new to the show. This is the segment of the show where we can read listener emails. So you can send them into us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Last week, we asked you guys what uh, what features you would like to see from Let's Go make it over to the Gen 8 games. Well, unfortunately, we only got one response from the boy Gardevoir, and he already has the badge from last week. So 
Uh, if you want to email us next week, letting us know what some of your favorite Pokemon to use competitively or sa- some of your favorite cores are, send those in to PucklePodcast at gmail.com. So without further ado, let's jump into this first email from the, or our first and only email today from the boy Gardevoir. Uh, Shamu, you read this one. All right. Hello, Basket Shamu and Satch, the host and co-host of the of the Puckle Podcast. I'm sure that was it's autocorrect. Me. It says pickle. I don't know, but no, no, because pick- my autocorrect yeah. corrects me to pickle all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I just ignored it to be honest. Uh, the Puckle Podcast. It's me. The well, he says a Hanukkah Gardevoir, but that's his Discord handle, I believe. Or For right now, their Discord yes. handle. Uh, back in your face with another mailbag. This time about. The feature that I want brought over from Let's Go Pikachu slash Eevee. Well, I would want Pokemon following you, but otherwise, nothing else. I, I don't know if they'd bring that back, to be honest. I think we just brought back for, like, a one-off. Actually, I'd be okay with it. I'm not gonna I lie. Would, I think it... I, I would absolutely I think they have a plan. I think that was their plan. I had is, uh, just trying to interact with something that I talked to the Pokemon. Mm. I think that this was their plan, though, because they... I've absolutely had all the walking sprites in Ultra Sun Ultra Moon. I think they were planning on doing an Ultra Sun Ultra Moon. I just didn't get to it or realized there was some kind of CPU limitation or something and they didn't want to do it. But I think this is probably something that we'll see return in Gen 8. I think out of mo- any of the features, the one that I think I am most confident about seeing a return is Pokemon falling behind you in exactly the same way that Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu let you do it by selecting which member of your party you want to have follow you. Yeah. Or if you don't want to have anybody follow you at all. I think that is yeah. fantastic. I think it adds life to the universe and kind of helps you uh, complete your immersion in the experience. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think that's. I think we'll see that. I mean, uh, of course, Game Freak is really good. Game Freak is really good at giving things and then taking them away. So I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised. I also wouldn't be surprised to see it not come back. But if I were to, if I were to bet on any features from Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee making it over to Gen 8, Pokemon falling behind you would be the one that I would say is the most likely scenario. And that's just me. That's just a theory. All right. And all I really want is Pokemon Bank compatibility with 3DS games. I that was like 3DS from now or that 3DS with Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. I think he just wants compatibility with Pokemon with Poke with Pokemon Bank. I think that's it. And I that's think we'll fair. get I mean yeah. we're obviously going to get Pokemon Bank compatibility. Probably not with yeah. Let's Go, but with well, I think Let's Go. You're not going to see Pokemon Bank compatibility per se, but you're going to see something like the Pokemon Transfer, like we do from Red and Blue and Gold and Silver on Virtual Console. You'll get some kind of transfer application that allows you to transfer your Pokemon from Let's Go to Pokemon Bank because they won't be able to go backwards, and also because yeah. Let's you- Go is slightly different and you'll need to re- erase the Awakening values and stuff like that. The only issue I also see is the custom moves. Like, think about Eevee, all of Eevee. Well, I think you probably can't trade your partner Pokemon, yeah. actually, so it doesn't matter. I would say your partner um, Pokemon don't go. But yeah, they'd have to, like, get rid of all the awakening values <clears> and stuff like that. They'd but, remove yeah. stuff like that, but... But it, they're, they're going to give us bank compatibility. They already realized they messed up with Gen 2. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. This has been the thing that's been on their mind for years, I think. Has been, yeah. we have to make sure that every game going forward is compatible compatible yeah is compatible and i think let's go because if they do see it truly as a mainline series they have to give it pokemon bank compatibility and i have to agree with whimsicott to an extent that pokemon bank compatibility kind of ties in with how legitimate a game is in the main series sense 
Yeah. Because if it's not compatible with Pokemon Bank, then it probably isn't a main series. And I think a good way to give you us again that middle ground, because Let's Go is not truly a a traditional Pokemon game. It isn't your quote unquote yeah. main Pokemon game, but it is a main line Pokemon game. I think mm-hmm. a good middle ground is to go ahead and give it just a transfer application, much like we had for the virtual console titles. Because yeah, I don't I you're not gonna be able to pull things out of Pokemon Bank into Let's Go. <clears throat> And it, yeah, you shouldn't okay. be able to because it's not meant for that. It's meant to play the original 150, grab your Pokemon from Pokemon Go, throw them onto Pokemon Bank, grab them with your Pokemon Thatch version so that you have other Pokemon to battle with your Feraligator. <laughs> and sure. that's the whole story. I, I, could, could, go ahead. The issue with giving like Pokemon Bank right now is just like, oh, here, let me <laughs> just put my, uh, my Decidueye in there. Yeah. Then transfer that to Go. Like, no, it's not going to transfer to Go, but it's just the fact that you can just break that whole system there. Oh, they're not... They, well, they already don't let you go from Let's Go to Go. So I don't think we'll oh, ever be don't. able to transfer to Go. Okay. No, you can't You you can't. You can't go backwards. Okay. So it's I only from really Go to Let's Go. Mm-hmm. Okay. That works. Yeah, exactly. It's it's not a broken system. And I, I mean, we're also obviously going to get that horrible, horrible delay in Pokemon Bank that we always get. Yeah. Because we're going to have that like three to four month period where we can't transfer anything from Let's Go or from Pokemon Bank to our new Gen 8 games. And I'm sure with it being a new console rather than just being the 3DS, we're going to see an even larger hiccup. Because when Pokemon Bank was launched, I don't know how many people remember that from 2014 slash 2013. It was a horrible, horrible, horrible experience. I, that was Gen 6, right? That was Gen 6. Yeah, when they were first launched Pokemon Bank, it was supposed oh. to come out December 28th, 2013, which is very near a holiday, if many people aren't familiar. <laughs> and on top of that, uh, so a lot of a lot of online servers were stressed. I mean, Xbox went down, PlayStation went down, Nintendo went down. And on top of that, because Pokemon Bank was specifically a problem because whoever coded it did not code it very well and it logged into the Nintendo network three separate times originally. They canceled Pokemon Bank's launch. There were a few Japanese 3DSs that still had it, so like you would get some bank stuff that would come up that way. But it wasn't until February that year uh, of 2014 that we finally got it. It was a horrible I, experience. I, for I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that meta, to be honest. That was like my favorite meta overall. That's true. I think there are some good metas. The the problem you you saw a lot of weird things that shouldn't have been good but were good. Exactly. Same thing with pre bank OU and Sun and Moon. I think we got a lot of cool stuff. Zerkatry used to be much better than it is now. Yeah. And you you had a lot of cool stuff in pre bank OU in Gen Seven. I think the problem with that is there were a lot of issues, especially in like the showdown format. A lot of things got through the filter. And whoever did it didn't care enough to tr- care about it. Like, it, we had Sun and Moon Prebank for probably a good uh, three, three-ish months. And oh, okay. I just remember playing it, and I'd always... The one thing that would always piss me off is if I ever saw a Tentacruel on sh- on Gen 7 Prebank. Because if there was a Tentacruel on Gen 7 Prebank, it meant it had Rapid Spin. And the problem with that is, Tentacruel, while it is capable of learning Rapid Spin as an egg move... None of the Pokemon that it can learn it from, as an egg move from could get Rapid Spin. Yeah, that was technically an illegal mon. You couldn't actually have it. Well, you could have it on the Showdown server. They couldn't. They never banned it. They, they never. No, but it was just something that technically yeah. at that point was not a, an actual legal move on the Pokemon. Exactly, the games. and it made it very easy to tell who was PK hexing 
because they would just take their showdown teams and then PK hex it into their games. And I'd be on stream. I'd see the tentacruel. It would use rapid spin. I'd be like, so where'd you get that tentacruel from? Yeah, and I remember that. That popped up a couple times. That popped up a couple times. Kids got really scared. They thought I was going to ban them or something from the Twitch server. <laughs> I was just like, I'm like, no, just admit that you're using PK Hex. Just say it. Like, it's fine. Just tell me you're doing it. So I, I, I remember there are a lot of fond memories of Sun, of pre-bank Sun and Moon. A lot of fond yeah. memories. I'm very excited, though, to see Gen 8. I'm sure that we'll have a fun little pre-bank meta that pops up there, too. So definitely keep looking out for that. So if you want to email us next week, guys, send us an email in at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. You could do so answering what is your favorite core. Send that in, like I said, pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Of course, you could keep up with us all the time. First of all, by going to Puckle Plus, where you can listen to plenty of other shows. The Game Corner is coming out this week. TCG Cast just came out after that. So definitely get to that if you haven't gotten there already. We really do appreciate it. We can't look, we can't wait for you to listen to that content. On top of that, if you want to keep up with the show, you can check us out on Twitter where we're giving away all of our Advent Pokemon from our Advent calendar. By the time you listen to this, I think we're on day 10, day 11, something like that. So definitely check those out if you want to get some cool free Pokemon in the giveaway. I think we still have some really good ones left. We did Shiny Blacephalon earlier this week, and I think there's more stuff like it in the bag so definitely keep an eye out for that and then of course if you haven't already uh check us out twitter facebook reddit all those links at pucklepodcast.com if you want to help support the show you could do so in a couple different ways first is by going to t public our store is on sale until december 13th then it goes off sale on december 14th and then it comes back on sale uh on december 15th uh so if you want to get some christmas goodies that's a great place to do it on top of that we've got some new shirts up there um, first and foremost, I would say are the Lavender Town Gengar shirts. Uh, these are for a team that we're going to be running in a in a league here in the near future. We'll have more details about that as it comes around. But if you want to support Puckle in this league, that's the shirt to get. We really appreciate it. Of course, you can support the show a bit more directly by going to Patreon at patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast where you can get all of the cool stuff, including exclusive versions of the Advent Pokemon. So definitely check that out if you get the chance. Um, if you want to catch us even more during the week, you can check it, t- catch us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast. Myself and Jushiro are there, and we're streaming all types of Pokemon stuff. I think we're doing we're going back to battle streams this week. I'm pretty excited for that. It's been a while. It's been, we've been on a hiatus because of Let's Go. I want to get my battle on. So that is going to be it for this. We will catch you on the flip flop flip side. Do the hippity hop, skip scat, scap, doobly dop. Yep. That's, those were words. <laughs> so here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, I am Trainer Thatch. I'm Shamu. And I'm Basket. And it's closing time.
As always, we would like to thank our patrons here at the Puckle Podcast for making everything that we do possible. So thank you to Viger, Duly Noted, Ten Little Men, Andrea, The Fluffy Swimsicott, Dr. Shamu, Snag, Dexio, Jushiro, Rotted Mushroom, Nick, Jimmy, Ryan, Seth Vilo, Minor Manetric, Claude Nine, Kevin, R. Sigma, Doc McStuffles, Nathan, The Golden Klefki, The British Gent, Trevor, TJ, Doc Knox, Echo, Shambles, Birdkeeper Cobra, Louise, Wade, Daniel, Trey B, Jonathan, Greg, Bodtech, Alec, Mikey, Ozzy, Jedi DJ, Sparky, Nick, Dylan, Shira, Ioncaster, Orange Avenger, Michael, Thomas, Zero, Curtis, Anime Gravy, Hazelnut, Joseph Inferno, Alex, and Eric. Thank you all for helping out and supporting the show. We will be doing our Patreon show next weekend on Saturday, December 8th at 10 a.m. So we'll have signups for that going live here later this week. So if you're interested in signing up for that, please let us know. It's a first come, first serve for people to be on that show. We're only going to pick two of you. So be sure to comment and hopefully you guys are available for 10 a.m. on Saturday, December 8th. Catch you guys on the flip flop. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.